Butker trying to line this up. Winchester will snap it. Colquitt will hold it. Twenty twenty tie. High snap. Pull down. Butker's kick is up. It is right down the boulevard. It's good. And the Chiefs take a twenty three to twenty lead with four seconds left in regulation. And Harrison Butker kicks some. You know what? Welcome to the Chiefs Kingdom. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? You're listening to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast with myself, Brad Simcox, and the Arrowheads Abroad Supremo, Tom Childs, for our 2019 draft special. And it's already been blown out of the water, hasn't it, Tom? <laughs> Just before we were recording this. On a week, or in a week full of blockbusters, Game of Thrones is about to have the best episode of all time. Yeah. The Avengers Endgame is going to be out in a couple of days, but the Chiefs shit all over everyone. <laughs> And pulled off the blockbuster trade of the off-season. And I love it. <laughs> You're loving this, aren't you? I am. You're I am loving this. absolutely loving it. I've been banging this drum for the last few days. And everyone has been telling me I'm a moron. You've been getting a lot of flack for it, haven't you? <laughs> I have. Let's go through the trade. If anyone hasn't doesn't know what it is, been living under a rock. Let's, yeah. let, let's go through the numbers, the deals, the financials, the details in this blockbuster trade. Blockbusters! That makes the Chiefs so much better than they were two hours ago. <laughs> well, Frank Clark is on a five-year deal. Five years, mate. $105.5 million and $63.5 million is guaranteed of that money. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of change. Yes, but also... We give up our first round this year, mm-hmm. our second round next year, and we swap the third round picks this year. So instead of uh, 92, we go to 85. So we move up some places. Woo! Fantastic. Fantastic. And you're happy about this. I'm... Tell me why you're happy about this. Because the Kansas City Chiefs' chances of winning the Super Bowl in 2019 just dramatically increased. Really? You're that confident that this is this is the missing piece that we need in this defence? Not necessarily the final missing piece, but a huge piece. One of like these. if this was a jigsaw and this particular piece was missing, it would look no way near finished. <laughs> like half the piece. Is that half the jigsaw, is it? Uh, yeah, half the jigsaw is this one piece. Yeah. Because when the Chiefs moved away from D Ford and Justin Houston, they left themselves with a hole, a pass rush. And I know people turn around and say, our oh, pass rush isn't as important as it used to be. Well, that's bollocks, okay? Okay, right. <laughs> the Chiefs did get a number of sacks last year, but they were also bad on the back end. Well, them two can complement each other. And what the Chiefs have got now in Frank Clark is a guy that is so suited to this system that the Chiefs were willing to move away from D Ford, pretty much give him up for very little return. Mm-hmm. And even though they could have had him for it on the, under the tag for a year, they give him up for nothing. They release Justin Houston to save the money there. And despite getting rid of them too, they are a better team for it right now. Because in Frank Clark, they have a pure four free end Ed Rusher that is up to size, that is up to speed, that is young. He's only 25. He never misses a game. He's played all 32 games in the last two seasons. He leads the Seattle Seahawks in sacks. He's just a game wrecker. And I don't get why people are so annoyed 
about this trade? Do you know what I think it might be? I think it's the fact that everybody was gearing up for at least a first round pick this year. Um, I know it was I know it was, it was pick twenty five uh, twenty nine, mm-hmm. but I think everybody was gearing up just you know let's let's get somebody our own and and that kind of thing and maybe get. I don't know, another position in need maybe. I mean, a lot of people were talking about safeties, cornerbacks, all that kind of mm-hmm. thing. But I, I'm with you on this because I don't think when you get a player like that appear who is ready for a trade, a defensive end, and you look at the draft that's that, that's in the first round, you're not going to get a better player, I don't think, of course a defensive end in this first in this first round. Of course you're not. And I can get why people are annoyed about not having the first round pick because... At the end of the day, for the last few weeks, everyone's been so much work into doing all their research, us included, about who the Chiefs are going to pick. I've learned more about the draft than I ever have in any other year. And basically, it means diddly squat. <laughs> because rounds two, three, four, five, six, and seven are a much bigger lottery than the first round. The first round, you kind of know what guys are going to slot into where. But after the first round, you don't really have a clue so there's been a lot of wasted work I've actually written down on paper listen can you hear it <laughs> yeah. I've done some homework for this so I can get that angle why you would be annoyed about that but take that aside the team are fundamentally better than they were two hours ago the more and I talk to you the more I feel confident this is a good deal of course it is the Chiefs are you right let's, let's go through this were you happy with our defensive ends being Ogba, Okafor, a rookie, potentially maybe a second or third round rookie, because there was no way in hell the Chiefs were going to get an edge in the first round unless they traded up, which would have cost us a second round pick, by the way, to move up to go and get an edge rusher. So would you have been happy with them plus Breland Speaks going into the season? Mm, probably not. And, and passing you as well, who's yeah. you know, one of those that's that's not really broken out yeah, does he? Um, this I agree a, with you, though. I, th- I think this is a... That's a, a perfect name. That's a perfect name to bring up. Yeah. Right? Everyone's going on about, oh, but we got rid of D4. We've only got a second round for him. But who's to say that that second round pick is going to mount amount to anything? Mm. Like, Passigno is a second round pick. Breland Speaks is a second round pick. Yeah. Jonathan Baldwin was a first round pick. Okay, we're going back a bit now, and he was a, a wide receiver. But are you telling me that you wouldn't happily give up Jonathan Baldwin or a chance to get a guy like Jonathan Baldwin and a Breland Speaks to get a guy like Frank Clark when you put it like that mate <laughs> I, know I mean he, we've also got to look at it we've also got to look at the fact as well the people who were saying he's probably no better than D Ford I know that was cropping up quite a bit um, but D Ford only had really one good season exactly one good season and he was injury prone. so to get a second for him mm-hmm. I think that was that was blinding and I agree. And if the Chiefs really thought he was a guy and he was going to fit into this scheme, then they would have tagged him and kept him because they wouldn't have had to fork out for a long-term deal yet. They could have kept him and just rolled with him. And they wouldn't have obviously had to give up a first-round pick. But the Chiefs obviously weren't confident with the guys that they had. They weren't confident they could go up and get a guy in the draft in the first round. So they felt that there was a need at edge. And Brett Veach has done what he likes to do. He's been aggressive and gone and got his guys. I'm not the biggest fan of Brett Veach's draft so far. I'm not happy about last year's Mm -hmm. draft. But in terms of trades, I love the fact that the guy identifies who he wants and he goes all out to get them. As soon as this this rumour come out, I just knew it was a matter of when, not if. 
Yeah. It was going to happen. If, if Brett Veach really identified the guy, he was going to get him. Yeah. Some people say we might have overpaid. I'm not on that boat at all because I think known quantities at 25 years old are a lot more valuable than a potential draft bust at number 29. Mm-hmm. I was actually looking forward to finding out the the second rumor that came out recently, and I think it only came out today. Was um, Patrick Peterson again? Mm. That that rumor mill's going around again, isn't it? You noticed, and uh, he put something on Twitter, and it got everybody all fired up yet again. And I thought, well, let's see how it plays out, and maybe we get a, an option there that there's, a, there's another position of need of a, of a quality player in Patrick mm-hmm. Peterson, but. Then this just blew it out of the water, yeah. didn't it? And I was thinking, well, that's that's the Patrick Peterson trade done, but you don't seem to think think so. It honestly wouldn't surprise me. Okay, Therese Paler's come out today and a few people have come out and said there's no legs to the Patrick Peterson story, but we all thought there was no legs to the Marcus Peters story yeah. um, last year. So you never really... <laughs> don't remind really me of that. <laughs> Stop and, reminding me of that, Tom. And with a, Veach, uh, with a GM like Veach, nothing's really off the table. So I wouldn't be surprised if... Mm. The Chiefs go, sod it, let's trade a couple of second rounders for yeah. Patrick Peterson. Maybe they're two second rounders this year. It wouldn't honestly surprise me. I feel like the Chiefs are finally recognising that they are in a Mahomes rookie deal mm-hmm. and they can try and utilise that. Like, I know there's a lot of talk about Mahomes getting paid next year. That might not be in the Chiefs' plans. They might be willing to wait another two years and pay him. Really? They might risky be. though, isn't it? Well, that would be the end of his fourth year. So yeah. then you've got the fifth-year option if you need to use that. So okay, obviously they're not going to let the guy go down to his tank, but potentially you've only you've still got two more seasons until Mahomes is going to get paid. Mm-hmm. So Frank Clark might be expensive for years one, two, and three, but then you're only going to have that cap problem for the third year potentially if it's a similar sort of deal to what Demarcus Lawrence got for the Cowboys, which is a lot of people saying it might be structured the same sort of way. You mean kind so, of like front load it so that it peters out, and then you've you've you kind of pay Mahomes then is that what you're saying yeah you've got that option but at the end of the day you've got a 25 year old pass rusher that is making the team better right now and the 2019 Chiefs stand much more of a chance of making the Super Bowl than they did two hours ago and I just don't understand how you can be delighted how you can't be not be delighted about that right now I don't care that the, the Chiefs haven't got a first round pick on Thursday in fact it's better for me it means I haven't got to stay up and watch the thing <laughs> that is a very good point. I never thought of it like that. Yeah, it, it's no longer like you know, are we going to move up? Because there was loads of rumours about that when the or the Chiefs Chiefs could be moving up here. You never know. Um, I think everyone thought they was going to go with uh, or go for somebody like uh, was it uh, who was it that what's his name then DK DK Metcalf. That's the one. I, I wanted to call him Campbell for some reason. Don't know why. <laughs> um, because he does like his wide receivers, but the, yeah, this came out totally out of left field, and uh, yeah, the more I talk talk to you about it, I think the more and more it makes sense, and we now feel a little bit confident in our pass rush now, and exactly. you know, there's a couple more pieces left to fill in, and then I think I think we've got a decent defense, mate. Exactly, we've now got because we can't count Eric Berry because he didn't play last year. Okay, he played four games, but he still doesn't count. So last year the defense was very front loaded with superstars. We had. D Ford, Justin Houston, who have both had injury concerns, and then Chris Jones. Hmm. Now we're sitting here in April, two days before the draft, and the defense have got Frank Clark, Chris Jones, and Tyron Matthew. Yeah. How is that not an upgrade in terms of talent? Already is, isn't it? Yeah. You've got talent on the back end, 
and Bashar Breland as well, by the way. So yeah. you've got, you've got three noticeable additions to this team. And for me, Frank Clark, uh, Tyron Matthew, and Bashar Breland far outweigh Eric Berry, D Ford, and Justin Houston. Mm-hmm. Plus, we add in the factor that we've got a new defensive coordinator as well, and we've still got two or three draft picks at least to add to this defense. Then I think the team is shaping up to be a much more balanced team yeah. going into next season. Yeah, it does. It does make sure now that there is that position off the table that we don't need yep. to go for, and then we can no. we can pick best available, I suppose, at the time, can't we? With uh, you know, with our second rounders. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's let's talk uh, briefly about who we would have picked at twenty nine. <laughs> yeah. Now that we don't have that anymore, and. Yeah. Uh, uh, shall I start off with uh, with mine? I think everybody knows who mine is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually really upset that we're not going to get a chance of getting Nazir Adley now. Okay. Um, he, he might drop. He, I, I feel he might drop because he didn't actually do a combine, did he? No. Um, so there's no real numbers on him. So it, it could be that he may drop into the second round, early second round. But um, I would have really hoped to get Nazir Adley next to Matthew. Um, I can. I completely understand why. Great player. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he would he would have been a fine addition to the team. Well, this is it. I mean, he's he's a ball hawk, he's a big hitter. Um, he reads the game exceptionally well. It's just it'd just be a perfect fit, and mm-hmm. I just feel a bit miffed about that. And I think that's probably why a lot of people thinking that you know trading away that twenty ninth, mm-hmm. there were some potential players there that you thought you know what yeah we, we might get a little gem out of that. Mm-hmm. And I think people are a bit miffed that they're not going to get that opportunity. Yeah. A bit like I am. I think the guys at the top of the second, the teams that require a safety, will be very happy now. Yeah. Because if you look at the back end of the draft, especially like the last four or five teams, the Chiefs were probably the only safety needy team. Yeah. Of the lot, okay, the Chargers probably could have done with an extra one to pair up with Doe and James long term, but you know you're looking at the likes of the Cardinals, the Giants, the 49ers, and they're thinking they might get a steal on their hands because mm-hmm. I I wouldn't be surprised to see Nasir Adderley drop into the second round now. Yeah. Um, I think I don't think he drops far enough for the Chiefs to move up and go and get him. I don't know. Um, because you're looking at what probably around the 45 mark the Chiefs would be able to move up to at a max. Mm-hmm. So I don't see him drop into the middle of the second. No. The guy, the guy that I liked, and I haven't really mentioned him much on the podcast because I was saving him for this show because he was my draft crush from day one, and that's DeAndre Baker, um, yeah. the cornerback out of Georgia just love the guy hasn't given up a touchdown in two seasons he just plays hard okay it was some worries about his long speed but technically he was so he's so so sound yeah. and I feel like the Chiefs needed a technician at cornerback they could not necessarily speed but a technician that can just go and take a guy out of a game early and especially if you've got good safety cover as well for anything over the top then he would have worked perfectly in this defense um but unfortunately um he's another one that might slide out of the second round but not necessarily far enough for the Chiefs to go and grab I'd love it if he was there at 35 40 then the Chiefs could potentially go up and make a trade but I just feel like there's so much depth at defensive back that the Chiefs were willing to a make the Frank Clark trade to secure that edge position mm-hmm. and B, sit and wait now and just sit there and haul, haul their picks and sit there and grab the corners that fall into their lap. Yeah. Because I, I, I do that, feel like, I do think that's the position they will address. Oh, that'll be the next pick. I, corner. I, I, corner. I'm, I'm convinced I'm pretty sure it, yeah. it's going to be a corner, yeah. Well, I think I think you're right. I think th- there's going to be quite a few that drop into the second round and it might be tempting for Veach to go, do you know what, let's move up a little bit with the uh, 
you know the two that they've already got mm-hmm. um maybe move up throwing a, a few freight a few later rounds uh, yeah. in there just to move up and get a, a a decent cornerback because there is quite a few in there and mm-hmm. when i was going through the combine and looking through my list and everything like that i thought there's a lot of cbs there um there's me calling it cbs again yeah. um cbs <laughs> but there is there is quite a few on there that i think Do you know what yeah there might be there might be enough in there that we can just just nab one you know um that might be uh, a starter for us but um a guy, a guy that i can't place is rock your um great name by the way rock but, your uh, but some mock drafts have him going in late teens, early twenties. Some mock drafts have him fall the way to the back of the second round. Yeah. Um, if it, he's a guy that is, if he is there and within reach, the Chiefs should absolutely go get. Uh, I know the last two we were talking about Adley and Baker. We mm. want them to go and get, but realistically, they're not going to be there. But there's a chance that Yasin might fall. He might yeah. fall to the middle of the second. And I, I think he's a guy that's not necessarily ready to start day one. I still would put Ward over him in, in the depth chart. Mm-hmm. But he's absolutely a guy that we would love to have in and develop Yeah, in that secondary. Okay, well, uh, staying on the cornerbacks, uh, pick 61 that we've got. I got Byron Murphy, but I think he's going to go way before that. Yeah, um, I, I, I think he's gone before the 29th. I think he is as well. Um, so I, I, I did go for Byron Murphy because I really like him. Um, he's he's not particularly quick, but um, you know he's he, he's very good at mirroring his receivers. Um, his hips are great. Apparently, <laughs> apparently his hips are really really fluid, and he you know he Shakira, keeps Shakira. exactly. Yeah, um, he's basically an upgraded. Marcus Peters, I think, because he actually hits as well. Oh, wow. um, <laughs> <laughs> um, not very tall though, five foot eleven. Not particularly speedy, but he's, have you seen his vertical jump? Thirty six point five for a five foot eleven guy. That's pretty high. Is it? I I, I wouldn't know to be honest. How high is thirty six inches? Uh, thirty six inches, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even know. I... I'm trying to work it out. Is can I? What's my wingspan? I don't know what that is. What's your wingspan? I, I don't know what that is. You're holding inches. your hands out now, aren't you? I don't know what your arms out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something rude then, but well, I decided not to. <laughs> well, I'll I'll leave that in your mind with that vertical jump, right? Okay. And we'll get to another Byron player Murphy's later on. Face six inch. Oh, that's yeah. what I'm thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> but. Failing that, I, d- I did want to swap Byron Murphy in with uh, Trayvon Mullen. Okay, who, yeah, nice. Uh, like from it. Clemson, um, yeah. who he's he likes to play uh, corner blitz mm-hmm. and very effective at it. Very effective at it as well. So, Tall guy. Yeah, and he's he's. I think he's one of those players that would excite Spagnolo because he's he's got that he's got that other corner that can that can actually just come from nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and get and join in with that pass rush, so I think that would be a nice little little you know a little fit in for him there. He's quite quick as well. Uh, vertical jump thirty four point five inches. Ooh, not, mm. not as big as Byron then. No, but he's uh, he's very hungry for the quarterback. Quite quick as well. Four point four six forty. Very quick. Uh, from what I've read about him, he comes across as a guy that's similar to Sean Smith, the guy yeah. that we used to have a corner, rangy corner. Yeah. But, um, very good technically so I would be okay with that draft pick to be honest yeah. obviously we're getting into the realms now fobbing off almost because no one really knows how these second and third rounders are going <laughs> to no. 
It's, it's, it's true, because if it wasn't true, the likes of Travis Kelsey wouldn't have fallen, the likes of Justin Houston wouldn't have fallen into mm-hmm. the third round. If people really knew how these guys were going to translate to the pros, they would be projected a lot higher, and they would never, ever get mock drafts wrong. But they do. Yeah. It's, 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 it's the simple fact that they do. We obviously have guys that we like, like I like Isaiah Johnson, but it's not to say he's going to be a day two cornerback, but I like his athleticism. I feel mm. like there's something that the Chiefs can work with. So I would be okay with him the Chiefs drafting them I do feel like the Chiefs do need to get a contributor in the back end though and I do feel like they need to hit a safety or a cornerback one or the other mm-hmm. um, because they, if they hit on safety then they can use Tyron Matthew a little bit more flexible yeah. um, they can which bring you, him up to that's which what you is want him for yeah. yeah you want to be able to put him into coverage if you want to into man coverage if you need to but if you haven't got the safeties to rely on uh, behind that then you can't necessarily do do that and use Matthew the way you want to use him mm-hmm. so I do feel like the guys they do need to hit on on a safety I like the look of t- Taylor Rapp that's Dave's draft crush we all know that he loves him yeah. and then you've got the likes of Darnell Savage who's a guy that many are projecting to move up the draft balls now possibly into the first round but all winter he's been projected as a late second early third guy so he might mm. he might still be there when the Chiefs pick but one thing I will say I would not be surprised if the Chiefs pull the trigger on Patrick Peterson either really yeah I really wouldn't I, I we'll come back to this but we said Brett Veach is in win now mode and I genuinely believe that he is um, so uh, do you think if there's, if there's no C, uh, no CBs no quarterbacks drop into into his lap he's going to think do you know what let's just trade it all away I think they will drop into his lap, but it depends on what Patrick Pe- the Patrick Peterson situation evolves and how mm. it evolves in the next two days. Because if you look at his Instagram, he doesn't come across as a guy that's happy. He's taken the Cardinals <laughs> out of his bio. Yeah. He looks like he wants to move on. He's not happy with the, the way they're moving. The fact that the, the Cardinals have basically given up on last year and are ready to rebuild again. And he knows that his window is shortening. He's 29. He's probably got three or four more elite years in him, but he wants to win a Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. I can't blame the guy. So I feel like the price would go down the closer you get to the draft. And and if they are in the, this position where they feel like they can go get him, they might offer up this year's second, next year's second, and maybe throw in a fifth or a sixth rounder. And if that's on the cards, then you absolutely pull the trigger on it. He's on he's on the hook for, what, 11 million? Okay, now you're going to be close up to the cap with all these deals coming in. Mm-hmm. But end of the day, the aim of the game is to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. If you're not winning the Super Bowl, you're last. Yeah. It doesn't it, matter it, if you get eliminated in the AFC Championship game, you lose the Super Bowl, or you're the number one pick the following year. There's only one winner of this Super Bowl. The Chiefs know they're in a window where they can go and get it because the AFC is going to be a car crash again next year. <laughs> really? It's going to be. Our biggest contenders are going to be the Chargers and the Patriots again. Really? Maybe the Colts. But in general, if you add, if you added Patrick Peterson to this already loaded roster, comfortably the Chiefs would have the number one roster in the NFL. So yeah. I'm not. I'm not totally ruling that out. Um, Others might, others might have already turned off from this podcast, but I think there will be an opportunity for there to take Patrick Pearson. It's just whether Veach can control his instincts to go and get a guy like that. So are you trading away your 61 pick? Yeah, I, if, if Pearson's, if Pearson's <laughs> on... Yeah, so this is, this is my mock fight. So we've already traded away the 29 for Frank Clark. Yeah. And for me, we're trading away 61 and 64 from next year see what I did yeah. there 
and we're giving that to the Cardinals for Patrick Peterson. Right. So that's our that's our cornerback sorted. Yeah. I like that. I've always liked Patrick Peterson. Always mm-hmm. liked him. Um, what's not to like? He's an elite corner. I'd be over the moon if we got him. Mm-hmm. Really would. I even even I would actually get his jersey for it. I would I would be that confident in it. I'd love yeah. that. Yeah. A slightly better choice than the Breland Speaks jersey from David Patrick's <laughs> But if, if you had if you had Patrick Peterson, then you're looking at the defensive backfield: Patrick Peterson, Bashar Breland, Kendall Fuller, Chavarius mm-hmm. Ward, Tyron Matthew, yeah, Armani Watts, Jordan Lucas, Dan Sorensen. Yeah, that, that's a good group. That's a really good group. Okay, there might be question marks at free safety, but in general, that's a really good group. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, what are you thinking at 63? Do you want me to take on 63 while you have a cough up? Go for it. <laughs> it's hay fever season. Like it's been oh, you getting been, that? Been playing havoc with my asthma all weekend. Uh, I had to go to the doctor's today about my asthma. Never. She told me off uh, not taking my med- meds properly and basically said, unless I sort myself out, I'm going to die in my 40s. So uh, <laughs> she said that. Uh, what does she know, mate? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she's, only, she's only been like, you know... Doctor for how long? Yeah, exactly. How old is she? Uh, I don't know. Old Got enough. med school and all that kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. I don't know where they go these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she doesn't know anything, mate. Yeah. You just keep doing what you do. Exactly. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> that, that's part of the reason why I want the Chiefs to trade for players like Frank Clark, so they win the Super, Super Bowl before I die. <laughs> <laughs> do it for Tom. Hashtag oh, do it for Tom. So, well, you, you laugh, right? But speaking of dying, so today, SB Nation released this tool where they could re- do a scouting report for you. I don't know really? if you saw it yet. So basically you go onto the website and you type in your own name and then it will give you a scouting report. And this is what this is what my scouting report said. You'll laugh now because it's very relevant to what I just said. Cool. Right, um, just loading up Twitter. I'm so going to have to do this. I, I sent so many, oh, we'll do you in a second. I sent so many tweets about Frank Clark today that, um, <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> right, so this is what my scouting report said. It said, right. Tom Charles has the burst to bend the rule book, but scouts say a strong concern with the fin- finality of death could be an issue. <laughs> <laughs> so you've gone from a first rounder to a Mr. Irrelevant <laughs> in, one, in one comment. <laughs> it's fantastic, isn't it? That's a classic. Shall I do you? Yeah, go on then, go on. All right, we need some filler. You talk well, about your picks. You talk about pick sixty-three whilst I'm there. Pick sixty-three is actually um, since Dave mentioned it in the last podcast. Um, I kind of agreed with everything he was saying, and I thought I'm going to have to look at this guy. And when, when I actually looked back at my combine notes, because I, I did sit and watch the combine, and I thought he looks mm-hmm. good. I quite like him. And lo and behold, this uh, Kale Waring mm-hmm. appeared on my on my notes. I was like, oh my god, me and Dave are synchronized. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I put some notes on there. Let me just find them because um, basically I really liked him. Um, okay. Dave is right. He's got everything. He's a great blocker. <laughs> good length in the catch and everything. Uh, he needs to work on yards after catch though. Um, so basically, he's everything that's opposite of Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, Kelsey's very good at yards after catch and all mm. that kind of thing. He's route running and all that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, his blocking needed, needed a bit more work. Um, but yeah, I just thought it would just be nice to compliment Kelsey with somebody who's the kind of arch nemesis of him. Yeah, I think that could work. And I do believe the Chiefs will go. If they keep hold of their draft picks, 
Yeah. That's the disclaimer. If they keep holding the draft picks, then I 100% believe that they will go tight end on Friday Definitely. night. In the, their first t- rounds two or three. The guy that I want them to go out and get is Chase Sternberger from A&M. Why? Well, just because um, you want his jersey? Yeah, solid name. It is a solid name. I'm not going <laughs> like to We haven't got anyone called Jace on our team. We haven't, no. No. So. Sternberger, that's quite a... Uh, yeah, it's quite imagine, a name, that, isn't it? Yeah, imagine owning that jersey. That'd be pretty cool. Be but cool, again, I think it's a guy that's probably sim- more similar to, to Kelsey than your guy. But I don't think having more Travis Kelsey likes can hurt. Travis Kelsey is getting on. He's 30 now. Or he's 29 yeah. or 30. He's probably only got three or four more great years in him before he turns into Antonio Gates and can't run. <laughs> the way, the way uh, he keeps chugging those yeah, beers. Yeah. <laughs> so I do feel like they do need to go out and get, uh, get his... Yeah. Um, Padawan, as it were, and yeah, yeah I, I feel like Jay Sternberger could be a guy that offers terrific value in either the third or the fourth round. You reckon? Yeah, yeah. I've got your um, scouting report here. Brad. Oh, great one! So, SB Nation, uh, Brad Simcox has the SEC pedigree to hurt opponents' feelings, but scouts say dry eyeballs could be an issue. <laughs> dry eyeballs. <laughs> what does that even mean? You can get dry eye. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you can actually get it. Yeah. Um I don't know what I don't know whether it means death or not. I yeah. don't know <laughs> I don't know if it means that much. So I'm probably a better a better uh, standout than what you are, to be yeah, honest with you. Uh, don't get me wrong, if I'm Brett Veach and I have these two on there's my next two guys on my board, um I'm definitely picking you over me. Yeah, basically a, a guy that can't see because he's got dry eyes yeah. or uh somebody who's dead. A guy who could just keel over and die <laughs> at any point. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow! Well, that, I'm quite happy with that, mate. Thank you very much. No worries. No worries. <laughs> Is there anybody uh, you you aspired at 63 that you think, yeah, let's 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 take a punt on that one? Is there any particular position that you're looking at now? Are you are you going tight end as well, or are you just? Yeah, I not necessarily at 63. I I the three positions we're going to have to go for in day two are cornerback, safety, and tight end. Yeah. For me, oh, you said Sternberger, didn't you? Sorry. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I do feel like they're the three biggest holes, three biggest needs on this team, and yeah. I think Veach is a need guy. Yeah. I think guy, he, I think he identifies needs and goes up and goes and addresses them, mm-hmm. and so I'd be very shocked if those three aren't the first three picks. Um, the only other position I might chuck in is potentially wide receiver um, because we don't know the ins and outs of this Tyreek Hill situation yet. Yeah. Um, so potentially they might go wide receiver um, in day two or day yeah. three. But you're going to ask me for a guy now, aren't you? No, no, no. I, I don't have to. <laughs> no, no. Um, the um, guy that I like, I've actually got notes on him here. Um, just close your eyes and pick one, mate. Quick, quick, quick. Uh, Paris Campbell. Um, oh, yeah. Out of Ohio State. Um, Very quick think, player as well. I think he'll be there again, late third, um, early fourth. Um, I'd be happy if the Chiefs went up and grabbed him. Uh, he's very good at the old jet sweep, yeah. which is what obviously the Chiefs like. So he could probably take some of the motion work off Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Um, not particularly great hands, but a definite yard after catch guy. Um, so if getting a guy like that, similar to suppose like De'Anthony Thomas, enables Tyreek Hill to go a little bit more, stretch the field a little bit more with Sammy Watkins, then I think he could be a decent weapon and a guy that could challenge Demarcus Robinson for uh, the, that third wide receiver spot. So I'd be happy if they went him. 
in day two. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I think I would agree with you there, mate. I, I, to be honest, I would probably have to add him into my 92nd pitch <coughs> pick, which is now 85th pick. It is. Um, because I originally had my guy before, which uh, I mentioned, who was uh, Charles Omeniu, mm-hmm. uh, who's from the tech, uh, college's Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really do him a good service last time because I basically said, "Yeah, he's a big guy. He doesn't really. It's not not your typical edge." So I've got a bit more information that might try and tease it out with you a little bit, Ooh. mate. Just try and you know, make, convince you a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, him. He's he's probably one of the biggest edge rushers in the in the in the whole of the draft, to be honest. Okay. Um, dependable, which is, it fits your bill as well. Mm-hmm. Very dependable player. Uh, he's hardly misses any any games. Uh, his long arms. He, he's very good at holding back blockers at a distance and okay. his power means he doesn't need to actually bend his run because I know you were worried about that before mm-hmm. that you need a more athletic edge um, but he's more route one get to the quarterback he's just you know and but not only that but he's uh, he's got huge awareness of stopping the run which is something that D Ford lacked before mm. do you think do you think the Chiefs if they drafted a guy like that that would spell the end of Passanio because you're talking a lot They're quite of different ends. though aren't they yeah I know but, but, but you're, if you're drafting him you're all of a sudden talking about having six or seven ends on this team to be honest I, I would take passing you over speaks and no chance no, no <laughs> chance I would no, no there's no I really like passing you okay you might like passing you but there's no way in hell Brett Veach releases his last his very first draft pick for one of the guys that John Dorsey released of picks last and for a guy that hasn't played many snaps at all in his NFL career. Brilliant Speaks at least played some. Okay, he wasn't very effective, but he at least played last year. Hmm. And if it's a toss-up between the two, it's Brilliant Speaks all day. Really? All day. Yeah, 100%. I think passing here today is a numbered, to be honest. Um, I think he's going to have to have a really, really good off-season and pre-season mm-hmm. to still be on this roster come final cuts. Yeah. Well... I was going to pick Edge for on um, menu, mm-hmm. um, but since as as the news broke today, I'm going to have to change my pick. Um, mm. And I think I was going to go with what you were suggesting, maybe a wide receiver. Okay. Um, and the other name that I had on there was that Arcega Whiteside, mm-hmm. um, which I think Dave mentioned again. Yeah. Um, who he he was quite impressed with him. He's predicted to be around about the third round. Um, whether he gets there or not, or whether he might fall, who knows? Um, but yeah, I think I think wide receiver. I think give the offense a bit of love as well, because like you said, we don't know what's going on with Tyreek Hill at the minute. Mm. Um, I just hope that gets sorted soon. Yeah, it needs to be. It's, it's a cloud hanging over the team's head at the moment. Yeah, and I think the I think the off season has been affected by it. I think the plans have been affected by it. Obviously, there was rumors that they were planning to pay Tyreek Hill and Chris Jones but I think that's kind of been stalled a little bit at the moment mm. because of they don't know what's happening with the Tyreek Hill situation so they don't know what they've got to do there going forward with Sammy Watkins as well because obviously mm. he's on a big deal that we can get out of at the end of next year so there's a lot of question marks at wide receiver at the moment and um, the sooner this Tyreek Hill thing's resolved the better either way it doesn't matter either way um, obviously we would prefer it to end favourably but if it didn't then at least the Chiefs can get on with their business and address address it Mm-hmm. Um, but looking so looking at the draft so I've got obviously Frank Clark at 29 mm-hmm. I wanted it to be DeAndre Baker then I've got the Chiefs trading the second yeah. round pick 
this year and next year, plus a fifth rounder for Patrick Peterson. <laughs> You're going all out on the trades. Yep. Yeah. And then my fir- my second second rounder is going to be Jay Sternberger. Right. Because there's going to be a run on tight ends in the second round. Yeah. And then in the third round, I think the Chiefs go wide receiver with 85 and get Paris Campbell. Right. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I would have gone Nazir Adelie. Obviously, I can't mm-hmm. now. Um, I was going to go Byron Murphy, but it's probably looking more uh, Trayvon Mullen mm-hmm. uh, at cornerback. Um, Kyle, Ware- Kyle Waring. Yeah. I can never say his name right. Um, at tight end at 63 later on in the uh, second round. And at 85. It was going to be on many you, but uh, I've changed it to a wide receiver. I do like. I also had note, noted on there and uh, Andy Isabella. I quite liked him. Mm-hmm. Quite a speedy guy as well. I thought if he would be a good replacement uh, for Tyreek Hill, if you know, if there was a, a ban or something like that that yeah. uh, we had to deal with. So, um, but yeah, I think I say the white side might be the uh, might be the one there for us. But yeah, so we've pro- gone two defense and two. Offense, haven't we? Is that right? Yeah. yeah, I've gone trade. I've gone trade crazy, but yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Interesting um, to see that we've picked the 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 areas of need as well. Yeah, the, which is exactly the mo of Brett Veach. Exactly mm. what's going to happen. He identifies a need. He attacks it. That's the one thing I like. It not the one thing. It's, it's a thing I like about Brett Veach. Yeah. Um, let's just hope it comes off this year. His aggressiveness. Yeah. Let's okay. see if we, let's see if any of us get a draft pick right because I've never ever 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 got one right outside of Patrick Mahomes. No, that's the only one I got right, and which I'm very happy about. I'm add that you, to my, you were calling that from this from yeah. it off, weren't you? <laughs> add that to my resume. Yeah, I was calling it <laughs> off for t- two three months beforehand, but it's okay. <laughs> but it's okay. Um, I'm not I'm not big headed. I'm not going to gloat. <laughs> I'm currently going to go about it. Yeah, you are, yeah. I've got the, <laughs> the biggest grin on my face ever right now. And in fact, I'm going to take a picture of my grin and I'm going to tweet it out. And then you guys, if you really can be bothered, you can go to Twitter and check out my grin. There we go. Just taking a picture. Um, this is the grin of a dying man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, let's 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 just enjoy the weekend. No one really knows. You can evaluate the draft the come next week, but we don't really know what's going to happen until the season starts and we see these players playing. Yeah. But it, just enjoy it. Don't take it too seriously. Cool we don't have to now, tomorrow. do we? Exactly, exactly. We don't have to now because we we haven't got a pick in the first mm-hmm. the first round. So so right, irrelevant. In other news, mm. before we end the show, we have to address the other blockbusters. Yes, Avengers. We'll talk about next week. As spoiler free as possible. So excited. As spoiler free as possible. I'm going to see it Friday. But this, but this, this section here. If you're a Game of Thrones fan, and you haven't seen Sunday slash Monday's episode, turn off now. You're not going to miss anything else. You're not going to miss anything else. But what is going to happen next episode? Oh man! I feel like the crypt is not a safe place to be whatsoever. Uh, do you know what? It, it almost got to the point where I was going, all right, we get the crypt. Is this safe place? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, we get it. Stop mentioning it. Um, I, I actually said this a while ago, and you can check with the wife on this as well. I think I think with... Uh, An excuse midway to call through, your wife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, midway through the season seven, I thought, do you know what? There's going to be something going on here where the crypt is going to come alive yeah. with the dead. 
Um, she's going, nah, don't be daft, don't be daft. I was like, I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you that something's going to happen <laughs> in the crypt. And now they're all building this up to this crypt episode, just, aren't they? I was, I was watching it, and they're like, they're making such a big deal about that little girl who wanted to defend. Yeah. Her. And then they're making a big deal about Tyrion staying in the crypt. Yeah. And they're then, and then the scenes in the crypt. Samuel was on about going down there, wasn't yeah. he? And, yeah. And, and I, uh, just, I just feel like shit is going to go down. There and I'm hoping that everyone down there dies and they all become White Walkers and then everyone on the battlefield dies and then Cersei and the Greyjoy bloke I've forgotten his name, the uncle yeah, they destroyed what's left of the White Walkers and Cersei Lannister's left on the Iron Throne ah right, well I've got a different theory a very it's not my theory, theory. It's, not oh, right, my theory. Okay. Okay. it's what that's what I want to happen that's what you want to happen because right. Cersei Lannister is by far and away the best character in that show. Yeah. Comfortably. And if she manages to win and sit on the Iron Throne at the end of it, then I am a happy, happy man. It's like with Avengers. If Thanos ends up getting his own way and they go through the second film and everyone's still dead, then I'm a happy, happy man. <laughs> you just want to see the world burn you, don't you? Yeah. I, I, I feel like goodies win too much in things. Baddies need to win Because more. imagine, right, imagine sitting in it. You go to see Avengers Endgame, and then Thanos wins. Yeah, you're sitting there thinking, "Oh, we're going to get a third film." Obviously, no, we're not. But, Everyone's dead. Yeah, we're going to get. Yeah, but the natural thought would be, "We're going to get a third film." Oh, yeah. I'm really excited. We're going to get a third film. Then five, six years later, you're sitting there. They still haven't announced a third film. <laughs> and imagine that feeling of emptiness. No yeah. other film does that to you. It would be different, wouldn't it? It'd be incredible, and I feel like that's the way it would go. If either Cersei Lannister or the Night King is sitting on the Iron Throne it's, at the it's, end of it, Game of Thrones. The thing is, though, it's not really a good thing for kids to watch, is it, I suppose, if all the superheroes die and the bad guy wins? Because that's not really a good moral kind of story you want to tell the kids, is it? Be a bad guy and you'll win in life. Yeah, but your morals shouldn't be coming from films anyway. They should be coming from your parents and your loved ones. <laughs> so if your kid becomes a psychopath after watching Thanos die, kill everyone, then that's your prop fault, not, not theirs. Ah, all right. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> well, going back to um, to Game of Thrones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not notice that we didn't actually see the Night King? Mm-hmm. You know when they all lined up towards the end, and, yeah. all, and it was all the, um, the like the generals that he's got, all that kind of thing. And I thought, you know what? He's not going to be there, is he? They're, they're building up to try and lure him into this trap, weren't they? Bran was on about getting him to that uh, yeah. one of the trees. Mm-hmm. They were going to kill the white, uh, the Night King to mm-hmm. kill the whole army. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be there. I think he's, yeah, he's by the using way, it. Bran's fucked. He's getting defended by Theon Greyjoy. He doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> doesn't stand a chance. Does he? No. <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah. If I really wanted Bran to just sit, no, I'll be all right on my own. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'll protect it. No, you I'll won't. Bring, I'll bring back White Walker Hordor, and he can look after me. <laughs> Um, but I honestly think I think it's a decoy. That's not the way the main battle is. The main battle is the uh, the Night King's gone down to King's Landing. Okay, that's what Patrick Mahomes tweeted out. Is it? Yeah, he tweeted that theory as well. That he reckons that the um, Night King is on the dragon going down to King's Landing. Yeah, to I think he's going to turn Cersei's army against her, and then they're going to march up and they're going to get in like a pincer movement thing. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. and that's then it, they're all they're all going to have to run back to the Iron Islands. So right, right now, 
your prediction who's on the iron throne at the end of this the show well it's changed because i originally said veris yeah. okay. <laughs> then i was yeah. working out thinking he's got no chance because he's <laughs> not got any bloodline or anything has he mm-hmm. but then i was thinking well maybe it'd be nice to have Tyrion on there mm-hmm. because you know cersei's currently the queen jamie lannister will die um and then there's a bloodline there that he'll be next line in line to the throne okay but only if obviously the targaryens all die yeah exactly and i think they both will and at side note sorry this has gone on for about seven minutes now our game of thrones chat thank <laughs> you if you're still with us um i cannot wait for daenerys to go mad because it's yeah. going to happen it's going to happen isn't it yeah she's yeah, already it, turning on everyone and getting yeah, all paranoid it's going to happen she is going to go mad like the mad king mm-hmm. and it is going to go crazy john's gonna have to kill her yes i i genuinely think that's going to happen as well mm-hmm. Oh, I think I think I think her own dragon kills her as well. Dragon? Yeah, I think. John what the one that was staring at them when they were kissing? Yeah, <laughs> I think no, I think that's probably going a bit too far. But maybe maybe John's got maybe John's going to get control of one of the dragons. Really? Kill her with it. Maybe I don't know. I'm just you know me. I'm a little bit mental when it comes to these things. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's good though that that kind of story just got everybody talking, thinking, well, what about this theory? What about that theory? There's yeah. so many different directions it can go into. Yeah. Um, but I like the idea that it's all going to reunite the old uh, love, loved cast that we, you know, mm. Rob Stark might be there, um, Ned will be there, Catelyn Stark will be there, you know, everybody will be raised in, in the crypt. Brilliant. Can't wait. Just can't wait. A headless Ned Stark killing Headless children. Ned Stark. <laughs> can't wait. It'd just be bones, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Should we wrap it up, Sunshine? Uh, yeah. Why not? We've, we've talked on a bit, haven't we, really? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, uh, those are our thoughts on the Arrowheads Abroad podcast with our draft special. Uh, let us know your thoughts by heading over to the Arrowheads Abroad Facebook page and Twitter page at KCChiefs underscore UK and let us know who you're going to pick. So, from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.